When I retired, with lots of newfound available time, I enjoyed many travel opportunities. This podcast may encourage you to visit, revisit, or experience virtual armchair travel, learning about exciting new venues. Travel is an excellent vehicle for lifelong learning. Welcome to the What Travel Writers Say podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host, and today we explore the German city of Nuremberg. Nuremberg I associate with the movie Judgment at Nuremberg, a 1961 American courtroom drama directed by Stanley Kramer, featuring a terrific cast, Spencer Tracy, Burt Lancaster, Richard Widmark, Maximilian Schell, Werner Klemperer, Marlene Dietrich, Judy Garland, William Shatner, and Montgomery Cliff. The film depicted the judge's trial of 1947, one of the 12 U.S. military tribunals during the Nuremberg trials following Hitler's defeat. The guide Ruth Hopke sounded American and declared that she was from where all the women are strong, all the men are good-looking, and all the children are above average, Garrison Keillor's Wisconsin. A great sense of humor and extremely knowledgeable from living here after marriage to a Lutheran minister. Ruth explained that the city does not shirk from its Nazi past, but uses it as a springboard for progressive initiatives. Their guiding principle, an obligation to the past. The city proclaims itself the city of peace and human rights, and children learn about the Nazis in school with field trips to appropriate historical markers. On January the 2nd, 1945, the Allies destroyed virtually the entire city. But compared to Dresden's massive bombing carnage of over 25,000 dead, only 1,800 died here. Because citizens fled to the old town's large cellars, where they safeguarded themselves, church windows, and prized works of art. We tour Zeppelin Field where the National Socialists staged six rallies from 1933 to 1938. This Nazi field of dreams divides contemporary Germans over whether it should be preserved or allowed to crumble. We walk to the grandstand that faces the assembly field, and Ruth points out the Führer's rostrum, from which Hitler delivered messianic orations to huge crowds. I recall documentaries with Hitler's fascist salute to 200,000 faithful, massive swastika banners fluttering from surrounding masts. Ruth tells us Hitler so loved composer Richard Wagner that the first day of each rally involved Wagner's music at the Opera House, built from 1903 to 1905 in Art Nouveau style by architect Heinrich Seeling. Busloads of tourists from cruise ships slowly drive around the barren perimeter, the area fenced off with warning signs and desolate, empty acres of brownish grass. Albert Speer, Hitler's architect, claimed that his complex would last for a thousand years. The Congress Hall, a hollow shell designed to be twice the size of Rome's Colosseum, intended for Nazi VIPs, was never completed. Composed of seemingly blood-stained red bricks, its vast emptiness quite telling. 
Nearby the Documentation Center Nazi Parley Rally Grounds, a museum, offers a permanent educational exhibition named Fascination and Terror. Ruth ferries us aboard the public transportation to the Nuremberg Palace of Justice, site of the trials and legendary courtroom 600, in session for 218 days. The Nuremberg principles from the International Military Tribunal form the basis for the International Criminal Court in The Hague. Just outside the courtroom, there were pictures of the trial on the wall, as well as informative guidebooks. Twenty-four defendants were tried, four acquitted, seven sentenced to ten years in prison, and the rest death, most offering the same defense as Adolf Eichmann, later captured by the Israelis. We were doing our duty. The permanent exhibit is fascinating to behold, and the courtroom is employed today for some trials. We visit the German National Museum with its remarkable contents, including a former Carthusian monastery and 1.3 million myriad objects, the largest cultural historical museum in the German-speaking world. But first we must walk through a cleverly placed work of art created by Israeli artist Danny Caravan, opened in 1933. The Way of Human Rights heightened the city's consciousness of its obligation to the past, providing the spark for a series of activities that include the Nuremberg Human Rights Prize, the Way of Children's Rights in the City Park, and the Nuremberg Human Rights Film Festival. We navigate through 27 8-meter-high concrete pillars, each inscribed with an article of the General Declaration of Human Rights in German and another language. Later, we tour the Imperial Castle, built on and of sandstone, atop the rocky promontory above Nuremberg, one of the most important fortified imperial palaces of the old Holy Roman Empire. From 1356 on, Emperor Charles IV's Golden Bull provided the newly elected future rulers must hold their first imperial diet in Nuremberg. Nuremberg's acceptance of the Reformation in 1524, however, alienated the Protestant city from its Catholic emperors. It's a steep climb to the castle, and inside there are extensive collections of medieval weaponry and art, well worth a visit. Rock-cut cellars in the castle hill below have been used for centuries to brew and store beer. In the city center, we check out the main square, the market, St. Sebald, a medieval church, along with Franken Church, Our Lady's Church, and St. Lawrence, and a well-stocked toy museum. We stay at the inviting Novena Hotel Wardessee, located in the Mitte neighborhood, offering delicious breakfast with easy access to public transportation. The restaurant serves regional Franconian specialties and international dishes. A well-deserved four-star hotel near a lake and a beautiful green park that we walk through 20 minutes to the city center. In Canada, I talked to a friend who lived there as a child. He tells me that amidst the rubble, nobody wanted to talk about the Nazis, a climate of denial. But from my experience, there is a reckoning with Nazi Germany and a desire to confront its dark side by educating both youth and tourists alike. I recommend the Nuremberg Card for free admission to more than 40 museums 
and attractions and free travel on all public transportation services. Nuremberg is an impressive city. With two days here, we could easily have added another. My judgment of Nuremberg is progressive and impressive. To read my travel articles, go to my website at www.whattravelwriterssay.com and for travel pictures, go to my Pinterest boards at www-pinterest.com backslash mustang6648 backslash. If you have any questions or comments, contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. We conclude each podcast with an appropriate travel quote. Today, it's from Ben Gay III, who said, No amount of travel on the wrong road will bring you to the right destination. Thanks for listening. Happy travels, and tune in again next week for another What Travel Writers Say podcast.